He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as joined perfectly by Andy Liu and by Samus Fondiari. Uh, they are are recovering, I would say, from the the the, the night previously. Um, I'm still exhausted. I wasn't able to sleep very much last night. I would imagine that's probably, you know, I, I would probably be able to say the same for you guys, but maybe for a different reason. Not at all. I mean, go no? listen to our preview pod. We told you exactly how game one would go. <laughs> I honestly am mad I even wasted my time watching it. Um, nah, not even. Uh, Anthony Davis is exhausted. That's who I know is exhausted. So, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. The stress, the stress levels don't come out for me till we hit about game four or so. What Once, mm-hmm. once I'm like, all right, enough. Enough with the 36-minute playoff rotation. That's when the stress <laughs> comes. But game one. Could have called it, or did call it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a feeling. Look, the game meant more to the Lakers. And by the way, the, the, the pod that you're talking about, the preview pod that you uh, mentioned there, Sam, at the top, is the Light Years pod. Uh, these guys cover the Warriors better than anybody, in my opinion. Um, now colleagues of mine for Blue Wire. So that's that's exciting as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I also, you know, Aaron and I previewed the series um, here, and I said that, you know, essentially, and the way that I bet the series was that um, I think the Lakers have one path really to winning this thing. And I think the Warriors have a little bit more flexibility on their side. Um, the Lakers needed to win that first one, because if not, then you're hoping to win three in a row, three in a row against the Warriors. And that doesn't happen very often. Um, and and uh, to his credit, Darvin Ham coached the game that way. And I thought, I thought Steve Kerr kept a couple bullets in the chamber there. Um, he really, I thought, uh, overcorrected to Steph Curry's foul trouble. He picks up his third there in, uh, the, at the end of the first half. Lakers, because the Lakers are, are, are also just like the Warriors, um, at times very unserious, they actually gave up the lead while Steph was on the bench because, of course, they did. They're like, that's, a, that's a definitely how that was going to play out. And then, um, and then the Warriors make up their 14-0 run, and that's kind of where I wanted to start with that 14-0 run in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I, Draymond has always, Andy, given Anthony Davis the most problems of anybody in the league. Uh, I don't even think it's really close. And in that fourth quarter, you saw Draymond, Draymond at the five, and Anthony Davis becomes much less of a factor. The Warriors go zone some, too. They make that crazy run to get back 14-0. I'm, I'm wondering, though, if you think that is going to be something that they use as like their 103-mile-an-hour fastball that they throw when they absolutely have to, or if they've kind of found something there that they will use more sustainably. Yeah, the I, I thought about this, and I was, I was waffling between being super optimistic about the rest of the series versus, I don't know, I think the Warriors still have issues. I, I think... I think I'm probably more on the – I think the Warriors still have issues, and I think that's because the Draymond at the five lineup historic, historically has been unstoppable because the Warriors can get stops. Last yeah. night's lineup where they went 14-0, and 
that lineup gets buckets, it yeah. can't get stops. And it can't mm-hmm. get stops because they got three guys around them that doesn't play great defense. Steph, Poole, and Clay. And so that that's my concern with that lineup. You're right. Draymond does a great job on AD. I don't think they'll start off games with that because I think part of what Draymond did against AD that was great was Draymond didn't play that much. He was in foul trouble and AD was exhausted. So you're mm-hmm. right, right? Steve Kerr's got some stuff in the chamber. I think part of his plan, Sam talked about it, is by the time this series gets to game four and let's say the Lakers are up 2-1, I think you can maybe see the Warriors roll off two, three wins in a row. I, I bet that's what they're, they're thinking is that they can get this team super tired. But right now, I do think that lineup is going to work. I don't think they'll start it. And I do think they have concerns around, like, they just don't have enough guys that can play defense, even though – it's not like D'Lo, Austin Reeves, and Schroeder are great offensive players, but they scored mm-hmm. enough last night for the for the Lakers. Yeah, I I think this is where you really miss Otto Porter. Correct. Uh, Porter yes. Porter allows you go to that that lineup and you have that extra wing. Right now, Kerr doesn't trust Moody, doesn't trust Kaminga, and uh, you know instead of having Andre's you know, basically maybe... an assistant coach. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah it, it is it has been funny uh he even has the thing that coaches do where they uh yell at the bench because they're frustrated at stuff that goes on on the court he's he's ready like he's he's already moved into the to the next part of his career um but yeah i i think not having porter kind of affects the switchability of that lineup and 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 when that like when when Pretty you give thing. curry and you give clay stops or any kind of an extra possessions, right? That was the value that Looney brought in the first in the first round against Sacramento. If you give them any more possessions, it's over. Mathematically, there's no way to keep up. So, you know, Sam, is there is there a counter there? Do you think that they, you know, do you think they trot out Kaminga in some of those spots earlier in the game to see what they have? I was honestly surprised they didn't give him a shot because it's game one. Um, zero, zero. If he's bad, whatever. Do you really want to give him now? Now you're going into game two and I don't want to call it a must win, but you definitely don't want to drop both games at home. So just like, is that the time to give a guy who played awful in in the first round and kind of is in the doghouse right now? Like it's been reported, you know, unhappy with his role. You know, I don't think the veterans really (laughs) want to hear that from a 20 year old, you know, that that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it's the fundamental issue. I think Andy is hundred percent correct. Um, that micro ball lineup with Poole, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, it's like a great, we're throwing it out there for three minutes and we're going to blitz yep. you. Um, but if we leave it out there for eight, 10 minutes in a row, LeBron and uh, maybe Vanderbilt, whoever's out there is going to realize, oh, we can just crash the class on them and do some of that stuff. So they, they can't really ride that lineup the way they have their like classic small ball lineups, uh, which to your point, like, yeah, they're missing that final wing that has kind of it defined them in previous years. You know, Otto was that guy last year. Andre Godal has traditionally been that guy. Um, and, you know, it allowed them to play small while not being super small. Right um, yeah. now it's like, I don't know. I mean, they could give Kuminga a shot. They could go to GP2. He's their yeah. best defender. Uh, he's six. I know he's a guard, but he's essentially a wing. GP2. Yeah. yeah, they played him a power forward, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what position he is. He guards the point guard, but he sits in the dunker spot. You know, it's like uh, he but that might be their best bet. Um, That's the question they got to go to, because the their best lineup is Looney and Draymond. But we saw last night, like 
the Lakers are the one team where it's hard to play those two guys extended minutes together because yep. AD can actually guard them both at the same time. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I thought coming into this one that if the Lakers were able to play Looney off of the floor in any real way, that that would really impact what the Warriors are trying to do. And then you saw Looney not play down the stretch, but you know, still because the Warriors, like you said, it's a great thing that you can throw out there for a couple quick shots, you know, and, and, and in that case it was, it almost got you guys the win. Like it, you know, you guys were one shot away. I thought from, from really kind of breaking that thing open, the Lakers weren't getting any clean looks. Um, and, and you guys were out and running and you guys were, were utilizing transition to, to get some, uh, you know, some, some looks at three that were a little cleaner that you normally get, or then they would normally get down the stretch of a game. Um, it, it's, it, but also like, as I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of, um, the Lakers at the beginning of the season, uh, where you're right. You, you go super small and there are advantages to it, but eventually the other team kind of realizes, duh, we have Vanderbilt. Like <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can go big and we can take advantage of that lack of size. So, and, and I thought, um, a real key there for for Darvin moving forward is like when he sees a small group like that, you can't also go small because there's no if the Lakers go small and try to match up with with the skill that the Warriors have, it's just it's a disaster and we saw that in that in that fourteen zero stretch. Um, the macro set, macro level though, essentially I think the two takeaways that a a Lakers fan and a Warriors fan can have is like Warriors were exhausted. If, if you're a Warriors fan, I'm thinking you, you say you, the, the Warriors were exhausted. That was a game that the Lakers needed more than the Warriors. Darvin Ham coached it as such. Steph only played 35 minutes. That's going to go up. Um, and, and those are reasons to be optimistic here moving forward. From the Lakers' perspective, you're like, well, Poole, Clay, Steph combined for 70-plus. They shot 53 three-pointers and hit 40% of them. And LeBron didn't even play that well. And they won. So, like, which which side of that would you say, Andy, that you fall on? You said that you're a little nervous about the the Warriors moving moving forward. How much of that plays into it? Look, the Lakers are at 1-0 in the series, and they have home court advantage. I'm going to fall on the Lakers side, right? (laughs) I I picked the Warriors in seven. Um, So, Sam and I thought that the the Lakers would win the first game. I think it's interesting that LeBron, after the game, no smiles on his face, none. came out and said none. And and he said, look, those guys 82. over there, they run a lot, right? It doesn't matter that we won the first game. We got four. They know it's a mountain. If it's one person that knows this, it's LeBron. That yeah. winning four games against these guys is is honestly damn near impossible <laughs> outside of, of maybe two teams, obviously him being on one of the teams that have done that in NBA history. Um so I, I think, you know, you want to be in the Lakers spot. I, I think some of it's maybe a little bit more sustainable, you would imagine, with the free throw shooting, with the rebounding. But I also think if you're the Warriors, I think the biggest thing this series is just this, and they may be saved by this in this series, is, dude, they got to play every other game, every other day. <laughs> I, I think if you're a Warriors fan, you think to yourself, that just might be the, the series itself, is that we might come Thursday night, come out and just see AD completely lethar- lethargic. And that's kind of what we saw against Memphis is game two after they stole game one, 80 just didn't show up at least yep. offensively. And they lose that game by 20 points. So, and then, and then you do that again and again 
And again, and let's say this series goes to game six and all of a sudden, right, um, it's still Steph. It's still Clay. They're still running around because those guys never get tired, it's, uh, especially yeah. Steph. And LeBron, I think to your point, you said he struggled. I think he's hurt. I just think he he's hurt. Like, how, how much better can he be? How, what can he pull out of his bag at this point if he's hurt and he's tired? So, yeah, I mean, I think you'd rather be a Lakers fan right now, up 1-0, but. Sam? Yeah, and to, and to your point, Jordan Poole said this post game. I'll read it out. We had a day off. Those guys had a couple days off, and their starters all played 40-plus minutes. It's a long series. We got a lot of guys like me, Steph, and Clay who move so much off ball and have good pace, and we're all in good shape. We can use it to our advantage if they want to play in the running game with us. Um, I thought yep. that was uh, one. I mean, they should feel like if it's going to be an up-and-down game that plays to their advantage. Uh, AD is one of the best bigs all time at guarding a transition, but he still gets worn down. Like you saw yeah. in the Grizzlies series. He was wiped last night. Like at the end of the last night's game, he was just not getting to spots offensively. It's hard to be that big and carry that much weight and run with guards. Like it's, there's a reason they don't, bigs don't do it. Right. Um, so I, I get the logic there. Um, I do wonder uh you know, if we'll see the Lakers eventually counter to that, like they've, they've kind of played with a, a fast pace all season, mm -hmm. uh, faster than you'd expect, particularly for a LeBron team. LeBron teams are always slow. And this one yeah. is not, um, this it's more of an AD team, if anything. Um, and I just wonder if they hit a point where they're like, all right, well now we've maybe dropped two games, uh, and we're getting fatigued. We need to slow it down and just use our advantage. Uh, because if it becomes a half court game, that size becomes a much bigger advantage for the Lakers. Yeah, the 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 running aspect of it, I think the Lakers, well, for one thing, they haven't played together long enough to just operate in half court. And I think that's why you're seeing a little bit more pace um, yeah. than, than you would normally see from a LeBron team. And, and also, like a part of it, too, I think LeBron also recognizes he doesn't, to Andy's point a second ago, doesn't have that same first step. So he's not as effective in, in the half court. So he wants to get out in transition yeah. where he can be more impactful. It, it does uh, feel like every time in half court, he just ends up going to like a uh, a fadeaway jumper because he can't get that step on guys. But if it's in yeah. like semi-transition, obviously a couple steps, shoulder down, and you know, no one's stopping that. I mean, he had 22, 11, and three blocks, some big-time blocks at the end. But you, you, got, you watch that game and you're just like – if this was LeBron of three years ago, that the and obviously if the Warriors were three years ago, they're better. But <laughs> if it was LeBron of three years yeah. ago, they win that game by twenty points. I mean, he's completely he's completely running the offense. And t last night, I I saw so much Schroeder, I saw so much D'Lo, and <laughs> and to the point, yeah, D'Lo D'Lo had the game winning basket. D'Lo had some big plays in the fourth quarter. So those guys did did play well, but um, that's not the same. That's yeah. not the same LeBron that Warriors fans have been used to seeing. Yeah, uh, it's we've been we've been kind of waiting for all right. When is LeBron gonna move to the seven. next stage of his career? When is he gonna? Well, I, I, oh, I'm talking oh, more. I'm oh. talking like like the stage of his career where he does kind of and look. He, since he's been a Laker, he's looked for guys to hand the ball over to. They traded for Russell Westbrook because sure. he kind of recognizes like I can't I can't be on the ball. I can't have the ball at the top of the key with all of especially this defense's eyes just focused on me um and one thing that the lakers did in memphis later in the series was they started moving him more they had him setting more screens and they had him catching it in in motion one thing that i think they can do against wiggins that they couldn't necessarily do as much against dylan brooks is put 
LeBron more in the post and the pinch post um, and allow him to utilize physicality there. But yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all the chess parts of it. And it's funny because, uh, you know, you look at, you mentioned there's a lot of Schroeder, a lot of D'Angelo Russell. And, and I think the one thing that is like that annoying voice in the back of my mind was Lakers made a lot of two point jumpers. They made a lot of like, they made a lot of contested two pointers that, you know, some nights they have it, some nights they don't. And, and that's kind of how you overcome the math problem. There is getting to the free throw line more, um, you know, getting, hitting the boards and, and finishing at the rim plenty, but then also just having a really good shooting night in the mid range. And, and that, I think that's kind of what the Lakers had there. And that's not sustainable. Like that's not something that carries over very much in the same way. But I would imagine, Sam, that you would want the Warriors to get more going towards the rim, right? 53 yeah. three-pointers is really high. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm less bothered by the 53 pointers and more bothered by the six free throw attempts, Six free throws, es- yeah. especially since at least two of them off the top of my head were um, three point free throw attempts. Yeah. Like Jordan Poole got fouled on a kick mm-hmm. out and he had a four, one pl- four point play, which was nice, but like they weren't drawing any free throws attacking. They were just, yeah. they were just chucking to a degree. The Lakers are going to take more free throws probably in every game. It can't be a 29 to six gap. I'm sure the Lakers feel the same way about the three-point line. We're not going to shoot as many of them, but they can't make 15 more than us. It's got to be more of a, like, you know, we made 11, they made 15 type of thing. Um, And that's kind of the thing I'm looking for. I think the thing that really disappointed me with the Warriors um, was I thought they would pick on guys like D'Angelo Russell, defend, Mm -hmm. like, more. Did you? Did you think that, Sam? (sighs) I was hoping. Yes, yes. Would. There you go. <laughs> That's much better. That's much better. We did uh, see Steph at the very end. Was like, "Hey, this motion stuff is cute, but give me the goddamn ball, please." <laughs> and then Stan. And then Stan was like, "This is a masterful move." I'm like, "Oh wow, thank you, thank you, dude. Thank you for realizing something. We've only watched this team for a decade, right?" Um, that was that was like my. I just I have to laugh with that stuff. It's like we're really gonna act like you know we just found out something new every time they finally decided <laughs> to like scrap it and just left Steph run a high pick and roll. Um, but with that said, like, yeah, D'Lo had a great game. Um, and those are the things the Warriors probably have to stop. Like AD is going to do his thing. Hopefully from a warrior perspective, it's not 30 and 20 every time, but like he's going to have an impact. LeBron's going to mm-hmm. have an impact. Even if he is limited, uh, you can't, you can't let D'Lo, feel comfortable and play 33 minutes. You can't let Schroeder get to the line 10 times. Those are the type of things where it's like you, you want to make D'Angelo Russell a liability to the point where Darvin Ham is trying to decide, like, I need his offense, but I can't keep him out there for defense. Um, yeah. And those would probably be the adjustments I would expect to see going forward, or at least I hope to. Yeah, the, it was funny. You mentioned, like, hoping to see guys getting picked on. The Lakers were picking on pool. Like the late, you know, they, they were putting Schroeder out there on isolation and having him go it. That's how he got to the line 10 times, right? In, in some ways. And, um, yeah, it, I can't wait to watch. And look, this is where, this is where the Warriors have an advantage. Kerr has been here and he has thrown most of these pitches before. Ham is just kind of figuring it out. And I thought, you know, look, I, I, I wrote it, I said it in the preview. I said it during the playback while it was going. I was like, please do not go 
please do not go small when when the Warriors entice you to go small. The, the Warriors are sitting there like, hey, here's some small guys. Darvin, you like to do this anyway. And and Darvin was like, oh, hell yeah, great. Schroeder, Reeves, D'Lo, get out there. Vando, sure, you play great defense on Steph all game. Nope. Rui, yeah, you changed the Memphis series with offensive rebound and physicality. Nope, you play 11 minutes. Um, I think this one, it, it, fascinatingly, is is this like clash of styles and the team that most effectively balances the things that, you know, are are issues that come up with their style with while also, you know, taking full advantage of the things that their their style creates, the advantages that their style creates, that's really going to define this series. And and yeah, I just I, I love the idea that that um we got that great game. It comes right down to the very end. And even still didn't get a great Steph game. Didn't get a great LeBron game, right? Like both like by their standards, we just saw a great Steph game in same game seven. Um to 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 know that that is still potentially coming is is so fun to think about. I, I think the one before kind of the, the I think maybe you're trying to get to the broader point of the series, which I'm excited to talk about. But I think one yeah. thing the Warriors are different from years before is that Steve Kerr can do the hey like play possum type of stuff. But we just saw in the last series that Steph played 37 minutes in Game One and they lost that game. If he played 40, they win Game One. You can make an argument tonight if Steph plays 41 minutes, they win tonight's or last night's game, game one mm-hmm. as well. Um, the Warriors aren't good enough anymore to where they can to play say, possum. yeah, the, where they can still say you can win this series in five or six. Like, nah, that's why last series went seven. Uh, that's yeah. why. They had the one stinker, which was game six. Every other game was relatively close until the end. Um, they're not good enough where, you know, Clay can just go off for 45, game six Clay, and Draymond's got it, right, defensively every single game. They're not that team, which is why I think this series goes all the way, goes the distance, because I don't know if Steve and Steph know that they're not good enough, uh, that you can't just sit there like last night and not make adjustments in game, and you lose the game, and now you're down 0-1. So, I just, I don't know if the Warriors have figured that out now, but... I. That's what happened last series because it went it went seven when it probably would probably shouldn't have. It, it should have gone. To be fair, like five, they have, yeah. they like I I understand though why they feel that way because that's been the case for it's a decade. Never, yeah, it's, they've never <laughs> lost. It's, so, it's never not yeah. been the case. So go ahead, Sam. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I get both your points, and there there is something to be said for the calmness that Kerr has. Like he's like, yeah, we're filling them out. We'll make adjustments. Um, that probably helps younger guys like like Jordan Poole not get uh let's say concerned or like worried that they lost yeah. a game. There's something to be said for that. But to to Andy's point, this team has a razor thin margin. It's not the same Warriors as years past. Um, they don't have the depth. They don't have like all the key winning pieces. Uh, and and it just it's one of those things in the back of my mind. It's like okay, if they end up at a game seven, uh, and you know. Anthony Davis is going all out and their jumpers aren't falling. Are they going to regret only playing 36 minutes in game one and that sort of stuff? So I don't know. It's one of those things where like, you know, if Anthony Davis looks tired by game five and they end up closing the series, um, the Warriors win, Steve's going to be a genius. And if it goes the other way, you know, we can Monday morning quarterback it, right? 
That's the fun. We we always get to be right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but like I, I think I think you know what's what's fascinating here with Steph and the minutes specifically is um, I think they have to be a lot more cognizant. Like I think on a permanent basis, this series is going to be tougher than Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento, like they get up and down and stuff like that, but Steph does that anyway. Like it's just, what's an extra mile if you're running a marathon? Um, but if you're if you're Steph in this series, though, I think the Lakers are gonna and they did it. Like last night when they tried to hide him on um, on Vanderbilt, uh, Kevin No, I believe, uh, pointed this out that the Lakers were basically. They were they were putting Steph in screens and they were they were forcing him to get involved there defensively. Vanda was crashing the glass and it forced Steph to have to box out. Um, offensively, right? Vanderbilt is and and they called some of like the holding at the, at the early part of the game to kind of try to set a tone. But the Lakers are still going to do that. They're still going to sit there and every time Steph goes around a screen or as he's approaching a screen, you're going to get the holding and all of that stuff. Um, I I understand the frustration and and if i were a warriors fan i'd be like just tricking away games in it when you have this then a margin for error is certainly concerning but also um steph i think is going to show fatigue more in this series more than usual and i think essentially what both teams are hoping for is like all right last night was a special anthony davis game you have to win that one and then eventually you're going to get a steph a special steph game you have to win that one and and I think it for from Kerr's I don't think this was a, a cognizant decision or anything like that. But he was like, "All right, Steph doesn't quite seem to have it tonight. Let's 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 save it. Let's save that extra couple bursts or here and there for the night that he does to definitely win that game." I, I, it was it's a weird approach. I get I, I guess, but but also it's it this is that this is that series one of those really cool series where it's such a thin margin for error that those minor little bursts need to happen in the right spot too. Yeah. It, it's, I think both teams can convince themselves like, Hey, this happened, X happened. We're going to be content. We're, we're going to be happy. And, and this won't roll over yeah. to the next game, but we're fine moving forward. But I, I was, I was a little, I don't know if it was surprised, but I was a little, I don't know what it was by the urgency that the Lakers had. You, you kind of know you're always going to get it from a LeBron team against the Warriors. If LeBron's playing Toronto, he doesn't he doesn't care, right? He'll just go down 0-2 and then win four in a row. If he, he's playing Indiana, it doesn't matter, right? But when he plays the Warriors, he'll, he, you know he'll go 50 points in the first game because he's trying to steal game one. Um, so I think the urgency is, is, is pretty cool from that side. It's just a matter of, are the, is the Warriors poise, calmness to Samson? Is, is that going to win out across a, a seven-game series? Oh, we're going to see. I also <laughs> thought it was uh, super interesting. Um, they've played so many times. It felt like both sides were overly deferential and respectful towards each other in a way <laughs> that, like, you know, quite frankly, I wouldn't have seen coming the anti Brooks approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like LeBron post game is like talking about how they have to lock in and there's, you know, you gotta be careful. One mistake, they'll kill you. Anthony Davis basically echoed what he said. And then on the Warriors side, it was, you know, a lot of, I mean, just turn on any of Draymond Green show, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's like nonstop, you know, just kind of like, yeah. all right, I, I get it. We're beyond like the hate face. <laughs> There's like a certain level of like respect for each other, but it's like they're am, filming the documentary. Like they yeah. know they're filming the documentary right exactly. now. <laughs> I, I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for when the, uh, 
when when the the hate will actually come out when there'll be like a play oh yeah a dirty play you know something where you know maybe Draymond well, probably Draymond and AD get into <laughs> it and there's actually yeah. a little like animosity because right now it feels way too nice for a second yeah. round game between both sides yeah I did you you put that clip on um social today of your guys' show last night that like you mm-hmm. felt like they that the Warriors specifically played too politely mm-hmm. and and like you know I I would imagine Lakers fans are going to be like you might take that the wrong way, but I actually really agree that I, the Lakers specifically um, just saw what happens when the wrong guy pisses off the wrong guy, right? Dylan Brooks pisses off LeBron. And in that game, like Dylan Brooks talked about it after the game. It was, that was the game specifically that he made the, I poke bears comment. And as he did that, I was kind of laughing. He was like, Jenkins pulled you as soon as you pissed off LeBron. Like you sat down right then and there, didn't play for the rest of the quarter. And, and I think in, in both of these cases, I think both teams and, and certainly the collection of stars are all very aware of like, we, you piss off the wrong guy, man. And, and it's really going to, to, to mess around with stuff. Andy, you put uh, Kevin O'Connor's tweet in, in the chat. And apparently uh, Kevin Durant is going to be in call of duty. Um, you know, you talk about pissing off the wrong guy. Are you guys how much how nervous are you going to be that Anthony Davis isn't didn't get this opportunity? He's going to be livid. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I want to I want to kind of take a quick look then at you know moving ahead, and I think we're all in agreement. I have the Lakers winning in six. You guys have the the Warriors winning in seven. I think it really comes down to who gets the who takes their opportunity in their last home game in this one. Um, moving forward, Steph plays, let's say Steph gets up to 40 minutes a night. Let's say LeBron turns it on a little bit more. Having seen game one here and with both teams, I think like the Lakers far more so went for game one, really knew that they had to win that one, had a lot more urgency in, in game one, but still we're kind of like feeling out guys who can play and, and who can't play or whatever. Warriors very much so look we're, we're looking at that as like film study um but based off what you've seen from both teams over the course of the season and and what you saw from them last night Andy who do you, which team would you say still has kind of the the the, the punch that ends it Wh- which team would you say is 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 standing on on firmer ground with if we really execute the way we have to that uh, they cannot beat us I think if backs against the wall, death beam pointed. No, I think if, if uh, backs against the wall, I think <laughs> the punch that ends it, I, the, the Warriors have the best player in the series. So I, yeah. I, I think they have the better ceiling. Um, and I think we saw that against Sacramento. I, I think it's not talked about enough how good Sacramento is. They out small ball the Warriors. And stylistically, this one's going to be a lot different. This is more traditional, like, okay, can the Warriors small ball the way out of this series against the Lakers. Um, So I think their ceiling is going to be higher. I I think they've got more rounds in the chamber left. I don't think they're as good as they were last year or in any of those years, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 even. Um, But I do think watching game one, I do think they're a better team than the Lakers. Um, The problem is, though, now you're going to have to do it four times in six games, and I just don't know if this team can do that anymore let's yeah. see with game two i mean uh, we're gonna see real quick because they lose game two this series is pretty much done um yeah 
we'll, we'll see the adjustments they make. The adjustments are so obvious too. It's like they're not reinventing the freaking wheel of basketball yeah. here in game two. Just do stuff that you know you have to do to combat what a LeBron-led team is going to do to you. St- most obvious stuff. Can you just do them? Can we have just done them in game one? But no. Yeah. Now we got to wait till game two. I think they're going to blow them out game two. Um, and then I think the real series starts in, in LA in crypto or Staples, whatever the hell you guys it would be. It Money would laundering. be just, it'd yeah. be so um, <laughs> uh, in, in bankruptcy. Anyway, um, <laughs> it would be very par for the course. luxury taxes world. arena. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be very par for the course for them to blow out the Lakers in game two, the yep. Lakers to then blow out the Warriors in game three, Saturday night uh, at the crypt. And then, uh, and then we, we, we do this all over again, game four. It's like, well, I gotta get that one. Otherwise, um, three, one, and, you know, don't really like your chances of how that goes. And I don't know. I, I, I tend to, to agree that it's, it's going to be a little back and forth because let's be honest, both these teams have been back and forth teams all season, all season, as good as the Lakers looked against Memphis and they were the better team. And that went exactly how I expected it to. They threw two games away um, on nothing other than, eh, we did what we wanted to do, and the young legs just ran all over them, right? Yep. And then the one game that I think decided the series was the one time in, in the whole first round LeBron was able to summon it to you know win game four and make it 3-1 instead of 2-2, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, you know, I, I think we'll see a similar type of series. I think the next game will probably go in the Warriors' favor, and then the next one will probably go in the Lakers' favor, and then we're going to enter that game four where, you know, are you going to end the Warriors, or theoretically, or are we going all the way till Mother's Day? Yep, and that, and I think that's the difference between going up against John Morant and going up against Steph Curry is that the Warriors are good enough to take that game four, close yeah. game four, on the road, and then now you've got the, the mother – now you've got game five. Yeah. And then the Warriors <laughs> will take that. Then they'll lose game six because that's what they do. And then, man, we are going to get work. I just want to, I just want to point out if this goes to seven, it's going to feel like an NBA finals game and whoever wins very realistic chance. Denver will knock them out because they might be hung. They might have the post round two hangover for like three (laughs) games. You know, yeah. like, wouldn't that be the, wouldn't that be the fitting way for it to go? It goes well, seven. Denver it's might a... finish theirs in five. Like they're going to be yeah. so well rested. Denver <laughs> might finish either of these teams regardless. That's how good yeah. Denver is. Yeah. Denver looks legit. Denver looks really effing good, but also like Denver, you know, putting, putting Jokic in drop coverage against Steph kind of terrifying. Or, or he's also know? had his issues versus AD. It is kind of, I do kind of feel for them because it is, they do feel like a team of destiny. Like it's finally the year they put it all together. And whoever gets out of this series presents like the two individual issues that Jokic <laughs> would really, like, I don't really think Jokic has an issue against the Celtics or yeah. the Heat or whoever comes out of the East, but uniquely Steph and AD cause some major problems for them. Can you imagine, (laughs) let me paint the scenario for a Nuggets fan, whoever they are. Uh, Can you imagine, though, you get out of here in six or seven, it's just a knockdown drag out, like just crazy intense six, seven games, and then you go two straight altitude games. And then you're now you're just running with Jokic, who never gets no days off because if they go seven, it'll be the quick turnaround no matter what, you know? And then they're down 2 0. I mean, I don't care how much advantage schematically you have. Ooh, yeah, that Denver team. I, I think Denver wins a championship. Might, I'm, I'm almost kind of hoping. Yeah, for that it. might be a uh, 
That might be a uh, Steve Kerr, Darvin Ham, pull the starters off mid-third quarter game one. Just call it a day. Just, just, just let them get like an extra yeah. 15 yeah. minutes or so of rest, yeah. Get, get Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb in there. Right. I was right. really right. hoping... Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I, last, last point here, because Sam, you and I have been podcasting off and on, you know, during both of these teams' runs since we've been doing this stuff. For a long time, we've always joked, one day, maybe one day, the Lakers and the Warriors will both be good at the same time. They've basically been Charlize Theron and Will Smith and Hancock, where, uh, you know, they they cannot be good at the same time. And um, they we finally have it. Yeah, they finally decided think... to both be mediocre at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, as a thoroughly mediocre person, I, I respect it. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I'm hoping, I, I'm wondering though, if you guys think that this is something that can kind of carry forward. I know that the Warriors, you know, have had last dance vibes all season and the Lakers obviously have a 38 year old LeBron and a guy in Anthony Davis who on occasion sometimes looks like he's older um, than LeBron. Uh, but do you think, you know, coming off of this series, seeing the way that it go, it can go here, if it goes seven, is this something that, is this a one-off thing or do you think we'll, 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 we'll get to see an actual like quick little rivalry here? I, if you can promise me the Lakers will keep um, the kind of LeBron AD and depth type of team build that they had all-star break on. I feel pretty good about them being a team who can navigate the regular season and then get into the playoffs dangerous. If -hmm. they're going to like unload everyone to chase Kyrie Irving, who might spend half of the regular season at Joshua tree for no reason, um, (laughs) then no, I don't actually think so. So I, I kind of, you know, because the Lakers are more of an AD built team and because Steph doesn't look like he's at his last dance, I see no reason why, they can't kind of have a two to three year thing where maybe they meet a couple times in the playoffs. Um, but those would be my preconditions. I kind of thought it was going to happen when the Warriors resurged when Clay, you know, kind of came around, but then you guys had to do the Westbrook trade. And, you know, we yeah. all know that once. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, uh, from, from the Warriors perspective, <laughs> I think it'll depend on uh, guys that aren't playing this series. Um, like how good is Kaminga? and Moody yeah. and is Jordan Poole is going to be on this team next season. I think like those are the things that uh, if you're a Warriors fan and you want them to consistently be a contender moving forward, uh, those are the things that matter because Moody's good, but he's playing five minutes. Kaminga can't get on the floor, whether it be fair or not. And then Jordan Poole besides game one has been pretty bad uh, and really yeah. all season. Um, so it's it just mm-hmm. been, and that's ignoring. Out. That got knocked out, right? So and that's ignoring the luxury tax question, which at some point will probably come into the fit. Well, that's why he might be gone, right? Yeah. That's why he might be gone. I mean, outside of maybe other stuff, but yeah, I think if you're a war, if you're a Warriors person, that that's your concern is that, yeah, man, they just the kids might suck, <laughs> is is what it is, and the, and if the kids suck, then you need you need Steph to consistently be fifty points because the thing about this Lakers team is that they don't have any kids, and you can argue how not great D'Lo and, and Schroeder are, but they're still veteran guys that can play 20 minutes in a yeah. real game. 
that you can argue like that they're still 27 28 they're in yeah. that like austin reeves yeah you, you know who tends to be role players on consistently good teams guys yeah. who are 27 28 yeah. so yeah. i do think to andy's point like they can't repeat this season where they only have six guys they trust so whether it's the kids taking a step or you trade them for players who can help you or you know you move in a different direction like that's also a defining a defining decision they're gonna have to make like uh but if they do and you know more times than not they've shown that they'll make a decent decision uh then yeah i i kind of feel good that we'll probably see this matchup again next season uh in the playoffs uh, which would be fun yeah, I can't I can't wait for the rest of the series. I cannot wait for your guys' coverage of it. Thank you guys a ton for hopping on. Again, the Light Years pod is where you can find Sam and Andy. Uh, they have been doing great work on that team for a really long time. Um, and and uh, having you guys both on the show here at the same time was a real treat. So thank you guys a ton. Um, terrible luck here moving forward. I have zero of the... Um, I, I'm not going to show the respect that LeBron and AD did and that and the Draymond did <laughs> after that game um I wish you guys nothing but the worst and uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon <laughs> later thanks for having thanks, us